You must know the times. Answers to 25 essential questions on end times prophecy. A powerful new book by Dennis James Woods. Wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes, and floods that devastates entire communities. Global pandemics that kills hundreds of thousands of people. Social injustice, unrest, and lawlessness that threatens our societies. Where is this world heading? And what does the Bible say about the end times? You Must Know the Times is an eye-opening book specifically designed to educate readers about the last days. You will learn what the Bible says about conflicts in the Middle East, the Tribulation Period, the Nation of Israel, the Mark of the Beast, the Antichrist, Armageddon, the Rapture of the Church, and many more essential topics. Get your copy today of You Must Know the Times by Dennis James Woods at Amazon, iTunes, Google Books, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Dr. Dennis James Woods, and we're here with you one more time with the Revelation Revolution. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3 reads, Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just entered another exciting chapter of the Revelation Revolution. Praise the Lord, everyone out there. This is Dr. Dennis James Woods. We're here with you one more time with the Revelation Revolution. It is September 30th, 2018, and I tell you, I am just so excited about this next uh, series of uh, teachings that we're going to be doing on the seventh trumpet of the book of the Revelation. Oh, glory to God. I just thank God for so many of you that are tuning in. We've been having a great time promoting my new book. Actually, it's titled Counterfeit Charisma, The Age of False Prophets. It is another end time uh, teaching uh, because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 in the last days that there would be many false prophets would rise. And uh, he lists the rise of false prophets as one of the signs of the last days along with the famines and the floods and earthquakes and the rumors of wars and all of that stuff. The rise of false prophets. So we've been doing a lot of teaching on that. Uh, those of you that have been following me on Facebook, uh, you catch my. Uh, simulcast where I'm on uh, when I do Wednesday nights uh, with my uh, PhD radio Bible class in Chicago on uh, AM 1570. Uh, we've been on that station for a number of years, about 18, 17, 18 years now. And so uh, we just thank God that this has just been a part of our ministry, just getting the word out and speaking with many, many people concerning these great topics. And so, uh, again, if you, those of you that are interested and get a purchase in a copy of my book, uh, Counterfeit Charisma, The Age of False Prophets. You can get it at a number of places. Uh, Christian Book Distributors has it. You can get it at uh, Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, BooksAmillion.com. Uh, you can download it from iTunes. Uh, you can get it in Google uh, Play or Google Books. You can get it on uh, in Nook. You can get it uh, uh, Barnes and Noble Nook. You can get it at Amazon Kindle. Uh, there's a number of purchase options. 
uh, you can go to Barnes and Noble or a Books a Million store. They have, they have, Books a Million also has stores. If it, even though it may not be on the shelves, it's in their system. So you can walk into any Barnes and Noble anywhere in the country and order uh, Counterfeit Charisma: The Age of False Prophets. Just tell them what the name of it is, and they'll be able to pull it up in their system. If you uh, are interested in getting it, you can go to any Christian bookstore and uh, uh, tell them to uh, look it up through Spring Arbor. That's the distributor. Uh, Spring Arbor has the book and uh, most uh, uh, Christian bookstores, Spring Arbor, Ingram, they have it. Uh, most Christian bookstores have accounts with these uh, uh, these distributors and just give them the name Counterfeit Charisma, The Age of False Prophets. They can order the book. This book can be ordered anywhere in the world. It's available. I made it available worldwide. Uh, so if you're in the UK uh, or if you were in uh, Russia, if you're in uh, China, India, uh, South America, Australia, the United Kingdom, the European Union, all the nations that are in the European Union, you can get this book all over, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can get it in Canada. You can order it from Indigo Chapters in Canada. Uh, so uh, this this book is uh, is worldwide. Uh, it's the same as uh, my book, Exalt Thyself as the Eagle, a prophetic call to turn this nation around. You, you really should get that book because it really uh, back in 2015-16 when the book was released uh, I, I talk much about uh, where America is headed and how that uh, America's influence and power would be affected and all of that and I based it basically uh, correlate America's uh, uh, with the ancient prophecies of the book of Obadiah uh, so you'll find it a very interesting study it's a very detailed study uh, I cover a lot of subjects in there uh, so you should really really consider getting that book as well it's a great 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 book so uh, and then if any of you guys have any questions you can always call me at 708-272-4444 708-272-4444 you can even email me at phd ministries 400 at att.net that would be phd ministries the number 400 at att.net uh, you could send me an uh, email and if you have any questions or things like that um, those of you that are tuning in uh, right now that have never heard any of our teachings before i just wanted to uh give you a uh to let you know up front uh the even though I do take a futuristic view of the book of Revelation, uh, the futurist point of view. I do take that. Uh, I do take also have a literal uh, method of interpretation of the book of the Revelation. Obviously, when things are symbolic, they're symbolic there. But I'm just saying a literal method of interpretation is the basic uh, a rule that we use for the interpretation of Revelation. But I am not pre-trib. Pre-trib is different than what I teach. Glory to God. Uh, both of both of the, the pre-trib uh, position and the position that I take, which is pre-wrath, the pre-wrath rapture fact. That's taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9, that we're not appointed from wrath appointed to wrath that's all i mean when i say that and i'm not trying to read anything else in it we're not appointed to wrath okay where we differ in pre-trib is what pre-trib considers the wrath uh pre-trib typically considers the entire daniel's uh 70 week in its entirety all seven years as the wrath of god as the day of the lord that is not the position that i take uh and as and those of you that uh can go back you can read or excuse me listen to my other podcast and you can understand at least where i'm coming from so if you picking up now at the seventh trumpet yeah uh and you're pre-trib you would be going well wait a minute the church is going away it's not going what's he talking about and this is see i don't take that position i do not use the darby construct now when i say darby i'm talking about the uh the minister that basically uh uh developed what we understand as pre-tribulationism now which started back in the 1830s and 
uh, one of the main schools that uh, then picked it up there was uh, Dallas Theological Seminary and others. I'm not saying Dallas is the only one, uh, but Dallas Theological Seminary uh, uh, noticed scholars like uh, Jada White Pentecost and Dr. John Walvoord uh, were, uh, have several books on this. Uh, 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 Ryrie, all of these guys uh, all have a pre-trib or quote-unquote a dispensational uh, approach to interpreting the book of the Revelation, which is fine. There's a lot of people out there that are pre-trib. I would say that most evangelical Christians, most Pentecostal Christians, most charismatic Christians, most Baptist, Methodist, and everybody else, they all uh, believe the pre-trib doctrine. And one of the reasons why it is, ladies and gentlemen, is it's, it's, it's a very attractive doctrine because that's the one that tells us the church is raptured and, and all, all the revelation is just informational because the church is gone. And, uh, and, and pre, but most people don't understand pre-tribulationism from a technical point of view and actually understand where they get that from. See, that, that, that's the part that, that people don't know. That the people know what their pastor told them. And their pastor say, well, the church is not here and all of that. Well, they're going to say the church is not here and they're, they're, they're not going to research it any further because that's what they pastor say. And a pastor may have gone to a school where they learned a dispensational uh, 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 train of thought or, or picked up that 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 f- uh, philosophical eschatological approach to understanding the book, the book of Revelation. So but that is not the, what we're teaching here. We're teaching the pre wrath rapture fact. We do not see the book of Revelation uh, that the church is, that is devoid, that there is there is nothing there for Christians. The Christians are all up in the book of Revelation. Uh, glory to God. And so uh, that's just a difference of opinion. But uh, like pre-trib, we also believe that the church will be raptured before the day of the Lord starts. Where we and the wrath of God starts where we would differ is when the wrath of God starts, where the rapture go, uh, happens. That's where we differ. But we both believe that the church will return with the Lord, fight in the battle of Armageddon, be here during the millennium or wherever the Lord has assigned the church to be. Uh, we believe in the rapture and all of that. Second Thessalonians, uh, I mean, First Thessalonians chapter 5 and First uh, Corinthians chapter uh, 15. And we believe in that. We're not saying that there's no rapture. We're not saying that. Uh, not a post tribulationist that believes that the rapture happens at, at the end of the trip. I don't believe that. I believe that, that the rapture will happen sometimes after past the middle, after the Antichrist has been revealed. Glory to God. And uh, 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 because you have to remember the Antichrist only has 42 months. He's not the Antichrist the whole 42 months. Uh, I mean, he's not the Anna, uh, he's not the Antichrist the whole seven years, the seven years of uh, Daniel 70 week. He is only 42 months. That's three and a half years. Glory to God. During the time that he he arises as his starts his tyrannical rule. Uh, glory to God. He won't just be born and just only be three and a half years old. Obviously, he will be a human being that's on a planet. He could be in his 50s, 60s. 70s could be in his 30s who knows how old he'll be when he starts but one thing when he starts he's got a clock of 42 months that's all the time God gave him during that time he's going to be allowed to be he's going to be permitted to make war with the saints and those of you that uh tuned into my earlier bar, uh, podcast we talked about the relevance of the uh, uh of the fact that he is permitted glory to God in other words the he's allowed to make war with the saints and those saints that he makes war with are a special group of martyrs glory to God that God has called for that purpose glory to God now I know that's I know that's strong meat I know that's I know that's heavyweight but the bottom line is there were many many Christians that were called uh, 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 that were set aside as sacrifices as a matter of fact Paul said in Romans 8 we are like sheep for the slaughter we are killed all the day long glory to God and so the bottom line is ladies and gentlemen that there is Power in the witness of God's precious saints that are martyred, that shed their blood on the behalf of the faith, who refuse to take down Hebrews chapter 11. Ladies and gentlemen, it's full of a whole litany of individuals. They said they were sawn in half. They were run through with the swords. They were they were all kind of tortures. And the Bible says of them, they refuse deliverance that they may obtain a better resurrection. Oh, glory to God. I get excited.
excited when I think about people whose faith is so intact that wild lions chewed Christians up and, and gladiators hacked Christians alive in the Circus Maximus in Rome. They stood fast in their faith and some of the pagans who beheld them getting glory to God martyred glory to God gave their lives to Christ because they 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 said this, this, this Jesus must be real who could take this who would put up with it who could do it if this wasn't real oh glory to God uh, you know I get excited when I think about not so somebody be, uh, 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 get the fact that they're getting killed that's a tragic thing glory to God but it's like Paul said he says I'm ready to be offered up I'm, I'm ready to be poured out as a drink offering I'm ready I've won my I've run my course I've fought the good fight I've finished my course listen he said I'm ready to go I'm ready to check out for what's laid up for me is a crown of righteousness glory to God what a far cry today from American Christians Oh, glory to God. There are Christians around the world right now that are getting their homes burnt down, that are getting locked up, that are getting killed because they are Christians. We don't see that in America. We actually believe, excuse me, we actually believe that somehow here in America, we're above all of that. You know, we've got our beautiful churches and our uh, uh, state-of-the-art sanctuaries and our computers and our mega churches and our, and, our, and our Bibles and all our translations and all of this stuff. And we got all of this stuff in our commentaries and we just, we've just been there, done that. You know, we have this attitude that the church is not going to go through the persecution that the church, that the saints that went through in the first, second, and third centuries where you had blood thirsty anti-christ caesar rulers people like nero and marcus aurelius and and and, and gaius or 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 caligula uh uh, uh all uh, domination and all of these people uh were just were bloodthirsty particularly once christianity began to take foothold glory to god in the roman regions glory to god and and, and christians had to flee it was the blood of the saints were, were the seed of the church glory to god and so we just see that historically that has been the case but here in America, we don't see that. We we listen. We got it good. We're not persecuted by anybody. Nothing's going on. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to change. That is going to change. So this is why I teach the way I teach. Glory to God, because I don't see the Book of Revelation. The church is gone after the uh, 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 after the the, the the last words to the Church of Laodicea at the end of chapter number three and the beginning of chapter number four. They say that because the word church isn't mentioned anymore which is a ridiculous argument ladies and gentlemen and we're gonna uh and if you go to my other podcast we'll just get into that there's a reason why the word church isn't used but another thing that preach rib teaches is that the restrainer is the holy spirit the bible doesn't say that ladies and gentlemen paul didn't say that in second thessalonians and one of the whole theories is is the church has to be gone before the revealing of the antichrist and the antichrist is revealed at the beginning of the 70th week when the peace treaty is signed but that's not but even the word revealed in second thessalonians is not talking about the antichrist's parousia or his coming glory to god is talking about his apocalypto which is his uncovering glory to god he's being uncovered it's not saying he's showing up glory to god he makes an appearance he makes a scene uh when he no 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 it's not talking about that it's talking about when he starts his reign and his 42 months glory to god and so there's other main parts of uh, pre-tribulationism for example uh the church of Philadelphia, the guy said, I would keep thee from that hour, which is coming to try them that dwell upon the earth, that come to try the whole world. Glory to God. And pre-trib say, see, that's talking about the tribulation. And, and God told the first church of Philadelphia that they wasn't going to have to do that, even though, even though the church of Philadelphia is long dead by the time the rapture happens, that was symbolic. That was symbolic of the church that we're now in. And that was the promise, which is ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. Then you got God saying something. He doesn't intend to do god is going to keep his word to the philadelphian church we have we're going to get back to that he is going to keep his word god was not being symbolic god was not being cute god wasn't speaking in code
old. He was saying he was going to keep them from the hour of temptation or the hour of trial that comes to try the whole world. And he's going to keep his word to the Philadelphian church. When you do, when you have a pre-trib interpretation of that, uh, you have to spiritualize the meaning of that to where God was talking beyond the Philadelphian church when he was speaking to the Philadelphian church. And you got to do all kind of tie yourself into pretzels. Then there's the other thing about uh, the 24 elders, how they have on victor's crowns. And that means the day of Christ has already happened. It's all these breadcrumbs that pre-trib has to uh, uh, lay to get you to follow their theology in this. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, the book of Revelation was written for Christians. It was written for the church. It was written for people who are going to be here at that time so they would know what's going on. Glory to God. God wasn't playing games. He wasn't saying, right, put this stuff in a book and that you wouldn't need it. This is why he says, blessed is he that readeth and keep the things that are written in his book for the time is at hand. It's a blessing for even reading the book. But unfortunately, because we are taught that uh, Christians would not be here. Glory to God. They'll be gone. Uh, this is why a lot of emphasis is not placed on teaching the book of the Revelation, whereas Christians need it. You're going to have so many people caught flat foot. Glory to God. When things change, glory to God. And folks are going to run to the hills and they're going to defect from the faith like crazy. When their lives, when they find out that they're still going to be here, that those saints in Revelation uh, 13 are the last generation of church say when they find that out oh glory to God it's going to be a mess because all these people have been taught all this time that this doesn't apply they don't read revelation they don't get into it glory to God and so and one of the reasons why they have a nonchalant non caring attitude about revelation is because you've been told by your pastors we really don't need to read that because it doesn't apply to the church that's what, what a lot of people say and the fact that it's scary and has all these symbols and the fact that you got to study in order to have a understanding of this book. So that's basically where I'm coming from. So if you pre-trib, just I know I gave my email address out. You know, you do not have to write me any emails. Oh, Dr. Wood, you teach a false doctrine because you're not pre-trib. Listen, pre-trib, all of these are theories, ladies and gentlemen. What I teach pre-raft is a theory Uh uh, Pre-trib is a theory. Mid-trib is a theory. Post-trib is a theory. Amillennial is a theory. All this stuff is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, they're all theories. You know why they're all theories? Because it hasn't happened yet. Okay? And there's room for all of us to be wrong. So what we have to deal with is what God gave us. And what God gave us, what do we do with it? Do we ignore it and say, ah, this doesn't apply to us, even though it's in our Bible, even though it's in our New Testament, it doesn't apply to you. But I, God says, I just kind of, kind of got kind of interest you and kind of like titillate your fancy here and give you some stuff to say, ah, ha, ha, I put this in here, but it isn't, it doesn't apply to you. Wait a minute. Now you got God playing games with folks. God is not playing games with folks. God knows what he's doing he put the book of the revelation there on uh, for a reason glory to god and added a blessing to those who read it so this is why it's called a revelation revolution ladies and gentlemen glory to god go back to my other podcast catch up you'll get you get a better picture because i don't have time to go back and do a complete comprehensive overview of the last 10 or 12 lessons that I've already done. Many of these lessons are over an hour. It takes time to listen to this and get this. So to all of my uh, uh, students out there, we have students in California, uh, and uh, God bless you, wherever you are at in the country. You know, and if you could just drop me a line or send me an email or something like that, just let me know that this has been a blessing to you. And I promise I would try to do better, would be more consistent with the lessons that I put out. Because number one, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand. I'm, I'm in the middle of promoting a book. I did, Dr. Wood does a lot of things. I have a radio broadcast that I do. I have a nursing home ministry that I do. I still attend a church, even though we have our own ministry. After I preach on Sundays, I go to church because preachers can't just give out. They got to take in as well. I believe that. 
Glory to God. I do the Revelation Revolution podcast. I also have a social service agency. I have many, many staff that provide social services in the state of Illinois and Indiana. Plus, I publish books. So it's not like I'm just sitting around in front of a computer all day doing nothing. You know, I'm, I'm a busy guy, you know, and then I've got a wife that I love that we got, I got to take care of. She like nice stuff, you know. Hey, you know, you you ladies out there, y'all know y'all like nice stuff and so do I, you know. So uh, we have a very li- active lifestyle in the kingdom of God. And so we just thank God. And for, but we could have done nothing. We are nothing. I am nothing without Jesus. I could do nothing without Jesus. I am absolutely nothing. Nobody. I'm a human being, untrustworthy. I I, I, I fall short. Uh, uh, I'll get an attitude just like anybody else. I'm a human being. Please do not exalt me. I am nothing without Jesus Christ. I am only a decent human being because he's in my life. And that's my testimony. Other than that, you couldn't. You could take Dennis Woods and 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 and, and two dollars, and maybe you can get a cup of coffee. But I, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not at all, glory to God, exalted or trying to be exalted. I'm not trying to get a following. I'm not trying to get people's money. I'm not after any of that. Glory to God. I'm just a servant of the Lord. Yeah, people call me doctor. I got I I received a doctor's degree years ago, but. Ladies and gentlemen, that don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. Paul said, I call all, count all of that stuff is dumb. So what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, now when I say I'm, I'm not trustworthy or nothing like that, I'm not saying that I'm out stealing and raping and <laughs> doing all of that. What I'm saying is, and I know we love our titles and our pastors and our apostles and prophets and archangels or whatever, whatever people want to call this. I, mean, I know people are caught up in all kinds of stuff. I am just simply saying, I'm Dennis Woods, 62 years old, glory to God, a man of light passions with frailties and shortcomings, just like anybody else. The idea that God has given me a small piece of knowledge to give to freely give to other people. I am in no way taking any credit for my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who died for me because he is the vine. I am a branch. Look, and the branches can do nothing of themselves. The Bible says clearly without me, you could do nothing and so we just thank God for all of you now with all of that 25 minutes of uh, opening remarks <laughs> uh, you know I get caught up for real though uh, we're going to uh, get into our lesson glory to God how many know that Jesus is he's a way maker God, God is just so good for real though and uh, I love him so if you turn in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 11 Revelation chapter 11 glory to God and we, we're just going to have a good time here beginning reading at verse 15 uh, before I start reading some may say well Dr. Woods what about the other what about the other six chapters uh, six trumpets Right now, we're not. I don't want to focus on those because and all of the things that happened during those trumpets. This trumpet is important for other reasons, and I'm starting here for a reason. So just bear with me and just entertain me for a while to just get through this together with me. Verse 15 And the seventh angel sounded. And there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell to their faces and worshiped God saying, We give thanks O Lord God Almighty, which art, which was, and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. Verse 18. And the nations were angry. 
and thy wrath is come and the time of the dead that they should be judged that thou shouldst give reward unto thy servants the prophets and to the saints and to them that fear thy name small and great semicolon and should destroy them which destroy the earth glory to God and the temple of God was open in heaven and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament and there were lightnings voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word for the edification of our souls in Jesus name amen oh I thank God for his word Something powerful happens when the seventh trumpet blows. Unlike the other six trumpets, this trumpet ushers in Christ's seizing, taking authority over the earth. He snatches the power back. Glory to God. Let's read that again. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Christ takes back the authority of the world. If you know, let's, let's just take a brief excursus and let's, let's go back to John chapter 18. Let's just, let's just go back to John and we're going to, we're going we're gonna to take a look at something here. I just want, I, I want you to, I want you to share this with me. Listen to what Jesus says. Jesus is Standing before Pilate. We're going to begin reading at verse 33. St. John chapter 18 verse 33. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall. And called Jesus and said unto him. Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him. Sayest thou this thing of thyself? Or did others tell it of me, thee of me? Pilate answered, sarcastically I might add, Am I a Jew? Thy own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee to me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Now, the reason why this is so important it sets the stage for us to understand what just occurred at the blowing of the seventh trumpet. Rome at the time under Pontius Pilate represented the earth's great Gentile kingdom authority, this secular, humanistic, anti-God world system. Glory to God. This evil world system. This anti-Christ world system with all of its 
financial and military and governmental control that reigns over the earth under the God of this present age who is Satan. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 4, 3 and 4 it says if the gospel is hid it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this present world, the God of this present age has blinded the minds of them that believe not of this present world the prince of this present world when when Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted of the devil glory to God let's let's go back let's go back to Luke glory to God Luke chapter number four listen to what it says glory to God when Jesus was driven into the desert Glory to God, led into this desert to be tempted of the devil. Glory to God. This is what the devil said. His second temptation. And the devil, uh, Luke chapter 4 verse 6, he says, And the devil said unto him, Now let's back up to 5. And the, de- and the devil taketh him to a high, into a high mountain. And showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, you know, you let's not pass by that too quick. Think of the power that Satan had to have the world's kingdoms, in a sense, pass in review before the Lord's sight. Think of the power. That's involved in doing that. In a moment of time. Verse 6. And the devil said unto him. All this power. I will give thee. And the glory of them. All the splendor and the fame. And the wealth and the riches. And the influence of all of the kingdoms of the world listen to what he says next for that is delivered unto me and to whomever so I will I give it listen to what verse number 6 is saying ladies and gentlemen let's read that in the NIV and he saith unto him, I will give you all of their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be yours. Now let me tell you something. Some people might say, oh, that devil is a lie, and he can't do that. That's not true, ladies and gentlemen. This current world system is controlled and run and dominated by by Satan and Satan said I can give it to whoever I want to and this is why in Revelation 13 he gives it to the Antichrist that's how Antichrist ends up controlling the world he gets his authority and his seed and his power from Satan Revelation 13 calls him the dragon and so here Satan is offering this to Jesus that's because the kingdoms of this current world are controlled by Satan. Now, that's providentially still, even though Satan controls it, it is still within God's providential rule because God is the ultimate authority to allow Satan to have this control periodically so now this is why Jesus is having this conversation with Pilate he said right now my kingdom's not from you 
And he said, if my kingdom were from here, guess what? You or these little sword-carrying, shield-bearing, helmet-wearing little things you call soldiers, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be touching me right now. He said, then would my servants fight? Ladies and gentlemen, and he's not talking about his disciples. Jesus said, I can call 12 legions of angels. That's what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know, let me just say this. That's ridiculous what Jesus just said. It's ridiculous. And what I mean by that, 12 legions of angels. One legion has thousands. You talking about overkill so beyond, so far off the charts. It, 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 it's, it's incomprehensible. Let me tell you something. God sent one angel, one, in one night and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers in one night. When Israel woke up, they were all dead. One angel. One angel. In a few hours, wiped out 185,000 people. You could literally take that one angel. That one angel could destroy the world by himself. Number one, it might, it might take him a while to do it. Might take them some years if you if you added up one hundred eighty five thousand divided by six billion and the amount of time he took it would come out to some years about about twenty might take them twenty years to do it that one one angel could wipe the entire planet out because you couldn't stop him you couldn't shoot a what are you gonna do drop a missile on him put a stealth bomber on him you wouldn't be able to stop him. So, inconceivably, he would be able to destroy the whole planet. That's one angel. Jesus said, I could call for 12 legions. In Revelation, God sends one angel to the sun, said, turn the sun up to scorch men with great heat. Do you know a million earths can fit inside the sun? Do you know the sun, glory to God, is just it's just a medium-sized star. It's not even a big star. A million earths can fit inside the sun. That's how big the sun is. God sent one angel, said, would you go there and uh, go right to the center, you know, and hit that thermostat in the middle where all that nuclear fission is occurring to make the sun operate. Here, just go down there and hit that thermostat there and turn it up there and uh, come on back. That's how powerful these beings are. Ladies and gentlemen, that is simply off the charts for a human being to even begin to fathom beings with that kind of power. Glory to God. So when Jesus said, my kingdom is not from here right now. And if my kingdom were from here right now, then my servants would be fighting. And you wouldn't be talking no stuff to me at all. So now, when the seven trumpet blows glory to God all of a sudden that changes and this is why the seventh trumpet is so important let's go back and the seventh trumpet and the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever and the 
four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats. We're going to talk about the four and twenty elders later. Fell down on their faces and worshiped, saying, We give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art, which was, and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power. In other words, God, through Jesus Christ, the Lord God, God Almighty has snatched back all authority even over the world. It had been on hold. But now the fight that Jesus said was on hold under Pontius Pilate, now the fight is about to get on. It's about to get on, ladies and gentlemen. Big time. Oh, glory to God. Now, in this seventh trumpet, there are some other things that are happening. Verse number 18. nations were angry why were the nations angry Satan is no longer in control of the kingdoms of this world the, the, the humanistic world's centering uh, uh, financial system and all the military complex and all the banking and all of that stuff is no longer under his control and guess what things are about to start changing and so the Bible says the nations were angry and thy wrath is come You see, the wrath of God begins at a specific point because you needed Christ to snatch back the kingdoms of this world. That was important. And so this is why when the seventh trumpet blows, that announcement is made in heaven because it happens up there first. And now it's about to be manifested on the earth. And the fight that Jesus says my servants would be fighting, now we are set. We have opened the door for that battle, that conflict to begin and so this is why when the seventh trumpet blows you now have the nations are angry in the second psalm the bible says why do the heathen rage oh let's turn to it ladies and gentlemen y'all done got me i want to preach this thing now oh glory to god because his Power now is glory to God. Listen to the second psalm. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh. <laughs> The Lord shall have them in derision. <laughs> he shall speak unto him in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Why does the heathen rage? And so now we go back. When we go back to Revelation, we see, glory to God, this is why the king, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And this is why soon as that happened in Christ, as the 24 elders, the Greece said, Yah has taken and have reigned in that great authority. Glory to God. And then it goes to the next verse, verse 18. And the nations were angry. Psalm number two says, why does the heathen rage? Oh, glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. The nations were angry. All the Antichrists, all the king's horses, and all the king's men, all the king's missiles, and all the king's wealth, and all the king's money, and all the king's influence and power that Satan tried to offer Jesus in the desert that he has now given to the Antichrist. Christ has taken back his authority, and the nations are ticked off about it. And the nations were angry and thy wrath is come but so now we have the nations are angry we have God's wrath about to jump off in the seven bowls glory to God we have all of that glory to God but listen what else happens at the seventh trumpet? And the time of the dead that they should be judged. Uh-oh. And that thou should give it reward unto the servants, the prophets, and unto the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great. So not only did God snatch his power, not only were the nations angry, but at the blowing of the seventh trumpet, it is the time of the dead for them to be judged. And God is not going down to Hades to pass out any diadems. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the resurrection how else is God going to reward the dead? But he's talking about here the righteous dead. The prophets, his servants, the saints, and them that fear his name, both small and great. And that thou should give reward. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It is called the Bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ. Oh, glory to God. You see, just taking a brief parenthesis, this is parenthetical what I'm about to say. See, when you preach real, see, you miss all of this because you have to say, oh, no, this ain't in there. That, that applies to somebody else and woo, 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 woo. And, and that's not this. That, and it don't mean that because the church is going already. See, the Bible is real clear here of what it's talking about, who's going to be rewarded, when the wrath is starting, how it does it, and all of this. But when you preach real, you can't look at none of this. You have to give it some other meanings. But you don't need to do that. Just let the Bible say what it say. Let it do what it do. That's all. The nations were angry. But wrath is come. And time of the dead that they should be judged. Now this is interesting. Right when God is mentioning wrath on the earth he's mentioning rewarding saints. Now isn't that interesting? Because didn't the Bible tell us we were not appointed to wrath? Hmm. Didn't the Bible say wait a minute. Didn't the Bible say we, we were not appointed to wrath? So that means that when the seventh trumpet blows, oh, oh, oh glory to God, I don't want to give it give, get too much away because y'all y'all got to come back for part two, part three, part four. This is seventh trumpet. We got a lot to cover. Glory to God. We have a lot to cover. And I'm already down to 51 minutes. So you getting a cliffhanger for real though. The nations were angry. Thy wrath is come. And the time of the dead. Huh? 
Remember what God told those saints under the second seal, I believe. When they were going, how long, O Lord, does thou know, does thou not go back and judge them that dwell upon the earth? God said, let's go back there. Let's get this. This is so good. Listen, y'all gonna, gonna like this. Revelation is just such a wonderful book. Glory to God. Verse number nine, Revelation chapter six, verse nine. And he opened up the fifth seal and I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Who listen to this? Oh, glory to God. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O oh Lord, holy and true, does thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Verse 11, and white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Now listen to that. God knew the number of them. God already knew. Now some of these souls, ladies and gentlemen, they've been there since Caligula and Nero and Neil. These were sacrifices. That's why their souls were seen under the altar. Sacrifices belong to the altar. Theirs were under the altar, the prominent place and position for the Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of where only He is on the altar. That's His position. But these souls, they were sacrifices too. They were under the altar and they wanted payback. God said, You're going to get it. But it's some more, y'all. It's got to come. Where do we see those? In Revelation 13. And the Christ shall make war. And it was permitted unto him. To make war with the saints and overcome them. Let's go to Revelation 13. See y'all see see messing with me. Y'all got me going all over the place here. It's your fault for real though. Alright. Listen. Verse number seven. And it was given unto him, talking about Antichrist, to make war with the saints and to overcome them. It was given unto him. Let's look at that in another version. It was given power to wage war with God's holy people. And to conquer them. Conquer them just means kill them. Let's look at this in the New Living Translation. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people. The Holman Christian Standard Bible. And he was permitted to wage war against the saints. Because these are sacrifices, ladies and gentlemen. God has permitted it and God is offering them up. They're part of his plan. Precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. He loves the ones who are willing to lay down their life. Who love not their lives unto 
the death. Oh, let's read this revelation. Glory to God. Oh, glory. Give me one second. Glory to God. I'm looking for that passage. Overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Just give me one second because this is important. Revelation. Listen to this. Listen to this. And they overcame him. Revelation 12 verse 11. By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. Listen to that. Ladies and gentlemen. Just think about it. All us pretty and proper saints and all our beautiful churches in America who've never gone through hardly anything other than somebody talking about them. If it costs people their lives to be a Christian, how many of those people would still go to church? How many of those people would stand for Jesus if their life depended on it if their baby's life depended on it if their children's life depended on it how many would still stand revelation say they love not their lives unto the death so this is why glory to God when the seventh trumpet blows the Bible says the nations were angry thy wrath is come but it is also the time of the dead God says I'm pulling them up early that's why ladies and gentlemen the dead in Christ rise first even though many of the people who die in the Lord glory to God you go to, to be absent from the bodies be present with the Lord I understand all of that but a lot of the people glory to God at this time and in times past they didn't die natural deaths they didn't dry, die of old age and stuff like that. a lot of these people died because they lost their lives so when God brings the dead up, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Revelation, uh, Revelation under the seventh trumpet. Here he gives us a glimpse of the resurrection. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 18 again in my closing. And the nations were angry. And thy wrath is come. And the time of the dead that they should be judged. And that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and unto the saints, and to them that fear thy name small and great semicolon listen to what it says next and should have destroyed them that destroy the earth so in the so at the seventh trumpet Christ seizes his kingdoms back on earth he takes authority glory to God and then the wrath of God which was on hold Jesus' servants fighting all that on hold glory to God now the door is open the nations were angry because thy wrath is come but because thy wrath is come God pulls his saints out of the way 
and we see that in the resurrection here but here in Revelations uh, 11 it's just focusing in on the dead it's not getting it's not giving you a, 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 a picture of the entire group of saints but those characterizing it as the time of the dead glory to God glory glory to God and while this award ceremony is going on earth going on in heaven wherever God does it guess what's happening on the earth he's destroying them that destroy the earth this is why the nations are angry because thy wrath is come heavenly father in the name of jesus father we thank you again for another time with your saints lord god it is our desire that people never ever again see the book of revelation the same way that you will open their eyes so that they might be enriched with thus saith the Lord and that the blessing that is pronounced that is given for those who read the book and hold fast to those things that are in bless your people God we need you for who Lord God can stand without thy hand Father we thank you and praise you in Jesus name Amen ladies and gentlemen we are going to pick up this great subject in the next coming lessons God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. This is Dr. Dennis James Woods. You have just heard another exciting lesson of the revelation, revolution. God bless you and keep you.